Morning Motivation is brought to you by The Great Discovery. The Great Discovery is an exciting new e-learning and e-earning platform allowing experts to connect with audiences around the world in over 20 languages. Link in the show notes for details. Good morning. Welcome to the Sunday update of Morning Motivation for Sunday, June 27th, 2021. You are wrong about a lot of things probably some reaction to that. Maybe you're listening to this because you have an open mind. That's why you're listening. You're like, yeah, yeah I probably am. I'm probably a place to learn. Or you might be like, screw you, Michael. If I said this to your face, you'd probably go more for the second option. The screw you. We don't like being told we're wrong. We don't like being told what we need to correct because life is easier when we're already right. When we can just say, yeah, I got this. I'm certified, I'm graduated, I'm educated, I'm good, I can just go cruise. I don't need to put in that mental effort, that emotional heavy lifting to figure out what needs to be improved. The education system leads us the wrong way on this because I think you take a class, you learn a thing, you pass a test, you know the thing! B.S. That's not how it works. It's not how it works in real life because once you leave the educational path, the educational channel, you get into the real world and discover that the answers aren't always known. And if you look at the current debate about educational philosophy uh, with critical race theory and various other things, you realize that even what is taught in schools is not the final be-all and end-all answer. It is simply one way things are taught. But when we are young, we are taught this is the way. Like the Mandalorian, this is the way. But there's not one way. There's not one answer, one thing that works. We see that by looking at the economy. We were taught about a certain way of of living. Get good grades, go to college, get good grades, get a degree, and get a great job, make lots of money. How many people is that working for? Probably not a lot of the people listening to my voice right now. Maybe it is. But if you're listening to this, there's probably something missing. Probably some reason that didn't work very well for you. So I've accepted that I am often wrong, no, always wrong about a lot of things. If there's a hundred things to be right about, I'm right about three of them. But most people are right about one or two. Because I actively go out looking for things that I am wrong in to get better. And that that may sound very enlightening and inspiring, and it is. It, it makes me know that I'm getting better, and also kind of sucks. Because I get to have people tell me what I'm doing wrong, over and over and over again, and instead of avoiding those situations, I need to face them. Now, the result is I get better and smarter and stronger and more able to help people and better able to influence the world, and that's awesome. That's fantastic. But it's not easy. It's not easy. And you should do it. Because the alternative is to be stupid forever and be useless and be a drain on society. Because if you're ignorant and you choose to stay that way, You will do the wrong things. You will make the wrong choices. You will share the wrong opinions. And in doing that, you make the world worse. I know I've shared things that are wrong. I feel bad about that. But then I tried to correct them. So you may notice that the quality of my voice is different. I mean, my voice is the same. But as you're hearing it, it's different because I'm recording in my regular microphone as opposed to my walking around microphone. Usually I pace around as I record this Sunday message because it gives me energy as I move. You know, motion creates emotion and all. But today, I had my orange belt test at Yamashita International Dojo, and I'm not sure I can stand up that long because my legs, arms, back, head, everything. I'm really, really 
tired. It's only because I'm in morning motivation mode that I sound good because my lungs are tired too. I'm just tired. But I'm sitting and uh, I'm, I'm sharing it this way, so that's why it sounds a little bit different. But karate is one of the places I go to be told what I'm doing wrong all the time. Uh, a couple days ago, Kiyoshi, that's the instructor, 7th level black belt, Kiyoshi, asked one of the students if he thought he was ready for the test. And the student said, no, I, I don't think I'm ready because I haven't mastered a certain kata. And the one Kiyoshi turned to the other, there's two of them, and said, Kiyoshi, have you mastered, have you finally mastered that kata? And he says, no, Kiyoshi, I have not. And the other Kiyoshi said, no, I haven't either. They're always learning. There's always more to learn. Even when you've got the basics down, that's just the beginning of starting to learn it. You know, learning that it is four punches in a row and then four of these blocks, that's just kind of learning the outline. Now you can start learning it once you've got that. That doesn't mean you know the kata. It means you can start learning the kata. And I have some, and I've occasionally had those moments where I'm like, yeah, I got this part of it. I got this part down. And I did it, and Kiyoshi was watching, and he says, uh, you should correct that. I said, correct what? You should correct that, that thing you're doing. Oh, damn. And intellectually, I knew this is good. I'm learning, I'm growing. But mostly I'm thinking, God damn it, I had that one. I didn't have that? Really? Ah, for crying out loud. Okay. But I go out of my way to seek these places where people will correct me. And I think there's three steps to getting better. And I would rather be improving, continuously improving, than already really good. Because if I'm continuously improving, I will get better than someone who starts out really good. There are people with natural talent who don't go very far, while people with less natural talent surpass them because they keep trying. And in fact, natural talent can be a detriment. Gifted students often do worse, worse in their lives because they get the idea that life is easy and they don't need to grow. I was one of them. I learned that with a B plus, I could do very well and everyone would pat me on the back and I could do no effort and get a B plus. And I got all the way through college doing no effort and getting a B plus, which is good enough for getting the honors college and everything else. And everyone said, great job. You're doing so great. You're so smart. You must be working so hard. I wasn't working hard at all. I was doing the absolute minimum necessary to get by. It just happened I was gifted enough to get a B plus doing it. Left college, launched my business, fell flat on my face. Phoenix Games failed because, among other reasons, I was lazy. Because I'd been taught that I could be lazy and get away with it because I was so naturally gifted and talented. And all that meant nothing in the real world. So here's the three steps that are crucial that I have learned the hard way that hopefully you can learn the easier way by listening to me. Step one, accept that you are often wrong. Step two, find people you can trust to give you feedback. And step three, find source of information to get better. That first step is difficult and easy. I mean, you can decide right now, yes, I'm, I'm wrong about a lot of things. Here's the problem. You don't know what you're wrong about. Henry Ford once said, 50% of my marketing works and 50% doesn't, but I don't know which 50 is which. That makes it tougher. You may know that you're wrong about a great number of the things you are doing or could improve in a great number of the areas where you are operating, but if you don't know which areas or how, it doesn't mean anything. In fact, it's even more frustrating. When I worked for Best Version Media, I watched so many people be so quickly successful. I knew it was a fantastic opportunity. 
I was not able to get those same results, and I could not figure out why. To this day, I don't exactly know. I kind of know. I have some theories. They've been sort of tested out. But, but I, you know, it's easier to say, well, the system's bad. I did my best, but the system's bad. But when you take it on yourself, it's harder because, you know, it's me. If I were better, I could win because other people around me are winning. That does not feel as good, but it works much, much better. I see this a lot when people are talking about the economy all the time. Capitalism is rigged and and uh, it, it's a terrible system. We need to tear it down and we need a higher minimum wage. We need these, these political interventions to make it better. And very well we may. I, I would agree with a higher minimum wage. I think that's good. I think there's a lot of regulations that would be necessary. But the individual level, people who really support these changes are not advocating for themselves individually. I believe we should have a higher minimum wage, but it doesn't affect me personally. It doesn't affect my wife personally, and it won't affect my daughter personally because she's going to learn her worth. She's going to learn that minimum wage is a statutory minimum far below her personal minimum wage, just as I have decided the same thing. I won't work for less than $20 an hour for anything, unless it's a volunteer gig where I do it for free and you're willing to give me some money. But I have a personal minimum wage. My time is worth more than that. And of course, that's if I'm just doing simple work. If I'm doing coaching work, my rate tends to be much, much higher than that because that's where my real my real greatness lies. But I have a personal minimum wage and I can do that because I know there are opportunities out there because I don't blame the system. I blame myself. I take responsibility. And if I'm not making the money I need to make, I say, I'm not doing it. It's me. I can change. What can I do? And even if it takes me years to do it, it's still on me. Find people you can trust to give you feedback. This is one of the challenges in my life and probably yours. People are going to give you feedback all the time. Some of them have no idea what they're talking about, and some of them have a vested interest in you believing a certain thing. So, for example, if you've got a bunch of friends who are struggling financially, and you start trying to push ahead and be entrepreneurial and try different things, and they tell you, that's not going to work, give it up, it's because they don't want to feel bad. They're not giving you good feedback. They're giving you feedback that makes them feel better. I have been getting a lot of really good feedback lately because I've surrounded myself with good people. But in the past, that has not happened. In the past, I've been part of organizations where there were political agendas, where people's feedback wasn't to make me better. It was to make their own lives easier or more comfortable or even to weaken my position so that they could um, make political moves in some way. And you never know. You never know with someone inside an organization. However, I have discovered it's actually fairly easy to find people who can give you good feedback and thus lead to good source of information to improve. Find people who aren't personally involved with you. So I joined a karate dojo, and Kiyoshi's incentive is to make me better at karate. There's no other agenda. He doesn't have a reason to make me worse at it or to, to derail me at it. He wants to make me better. And of the other students, same thing. Because we're not competing against each other, there's an ethos that we're competing against ourselves. So I don't have to worry about any sort of agenda in what sort of advice they're giving me. 
The same thing with a lot of the coaches I work with. I work with a coach named Eric Bensusson, who does fantastic work teaching coaching. If you're interested in becoming a better coach yourself, reach out to me. I will connect you with Eric because his program is fantastic. And I'm taking an advanced course with him now, and part of that is coaching in front of him. So some of the students get together. You volunteer. Who wants to coach and get some feedback? I volunteer, of course. This is one of the things. Any opportunity you have to do your thing in front of an expert who can give you feedback, take it, because that is the best way you're going to get better. So I volunteered the other day, and I did a coaching session. I thought I was decent. I could have been better. You know, I was a little bit slow in figuring out exactly what the need was and exactly where the area for improvement was, but I thought it was pretty good. And then he proceeded to give me feedback and let me know about all the things I had missed and all the techniques I had not used that I could have and all the different things that could have been improved. And I agreed with every single one of them. There wasn't one where I'm like, that doesn't sound right. They all sounded right. And uh, I realized, well, I thought I was better. No, I thought I was better in that case, but now I am better. Because I would rather find out that I was wrong, found out that I made a mistake, find out that I'm not as good as I think I am, so I can improve than have yes people around me saying, you're doing great, you're doing awesome, yeah, just keep up the good work. My daughter went to a a karate school, I don't even want to call it a dojo, karate school before we went to Yamashita, and they did that, and I pulled her out. The kids' form was awful. They were flopping around like fish on land. And the teachers would be like, you're doing a great job. That was a great kick. Great kick. She didn't lift her foot off the ground. Don't tell them they're great unless they're great, because otherwise you're doing them a disservice. You can say great effort. You can say you're improving. You can say I see how hard you're trying. But never tell someone something is good if it's not good. That is a terrible thing to do. That's a terrible thing to do to somebody. If they're not good... Don't tell them they're good. It makes them complacent, and they'll never get better. That is a terrible, horrible, awful thing to do to somebody. I was listening to Phil Palooka's podcast, Billionaires and Boxers. I highly recommend it. Great podcast, Billionaires and Boxers. And his most recent episode in which he was talking about the problem with having yes-men around you and how early in his business, he put all his eggs in one basket, a one client that he put all of his effort into for four months, and the client had not paid a head. And at the end of doing all this work, the client said, yeah, we're not going to pay you the $60,000 we owe you. And he ended up having to, uh, having to, I think, borrow money to pay for for Christmas presents, and it was coming into the holiday season, of course, this happened. It was just one of the worst times in his life. And nobody on his team said, hey, uh, Phil, you sure you want to have only one client for this whole time who hasn't paid yet? Isn't that a bit of a risk? You think you might want to do something about that? Not one person said that. They're all like, Phil, you're a genius. You're amazing. We'll follow you anywhere. Tell us what to do when we're there. And then he proceeds to explain that he gathered them all together and said, all right, that sucked. Let's not do it again. We need to avoid that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Phil. Yeah, we should definitely. Whatever you say. Absolutely. Okay. Well, here's the new plan. Here's what I'm thinking. What's your feedback? Amazing, Phil. Perfect. And Phil said, I'm the same guy who made the last mistake. How can you all think this is perfect? He needed people around him who could give him feedback and let him know what he was doing wrong. And his guest, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, his guest would uh, actually went to jail. And, you know, his is even worse. The people around him encouraged him in an even worse direction. So have people around you who care enough 
to give you honest feedback. And then find good source of information. Sometimes the people that you will find uh, who give you the feedback will also give you that information. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes they say, oh, I see a problem with this. I don't necessarily know the answer. I kind of know it. But you might want to find something else and then research it more and find that good information to get better. But if you have people you can trust to give you that feedback, and more than one, because if it's just one, their agendas may play into it or their biases, or it might work for them, but you know, not work, not work for someone else. So have a few people around you. And here's the thing is you may be thinking, well, who am I going to find? Because all my friends, you know, I'm ahead of all my friends. My friends are all uh, working jobs they hate and generally unhappy. And I'm trying to become an entrepreneur, trying to become a coach, trying to do this, trying to do that. None of them are doing it. Who can possibly help me? And then you go out into the world of coaches and advisors and course creators and They've all got $1,000, $5,000, $10,000, $25,000 courses. Well, you can't possibly reach out to someone with a $25,000 course and say, hey, could you give me some advice for a bit? Uh, I don't have any money, but could you help me? Here's the crazy thing. You can. Part of the reason why the courses are so expensive and the programs are so expensive is that they're worth it. So Phil... Phil Palooka, his, his courses go up into the, you know, six figures in price because he can help a million dollar company become a $10 million company or $10 million company become a $100 million company. Totally worth $100,000 for that course, don't you think? But he was talking to me and he said, I've made enough money, which is not to say he doesn't want to make more money. But he said he's made enough money. Now he wants to help bring others up behind him. And when I went to Strategic Alliance Live, I met at least a dozen people with that ethos. People with a lot of money, a lot of success. People who are doing very good work, who make a lot of money or paid a great deal for their time. And every single one of them had the attitude of, I'm blessed. I have been given a lot. I have a lot. I've earned a lot. And now I want to help others. And I don't want to say, you better have this giant pile of money come in here. I want to help others. And this makes a lot of sense in a number of ways. One, it is good for your soul. And if you have an abundant mindset, which these people do, which is how they are successful, then you realize I can spare a few hours in my week because I'm making enough money that I don't have to scramble to make money. And I can share. But also, it's good business. If they spare an hour for 10 people... It's entirely possible five, six, seven, eight of them will do nothing with that information. But a few of them might be a good partner, might be an affiliate partner, sharing their programs with their audiences, things like that. And one or two of them might take what they learned there and hit it out of the park and start making the money and maybe be able to pay for one of their programs or even better, get to the point where they can team up, they can offer value, uh, they can do other things like that. As I'm meeting with all these people, I can introduce some of them to each other. That's the whole guy who knows a guy concept. These people are generously sharing their time with me, sharing their advice, and some of them, you know, they'll set a 15 or 20 minute appointment, and I'm like, wow, 20 minutes with them is going to be amazing, and they keep talking for 30 more minutes. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you can keep talking, I'll keep listening. And now I'm thinking, how can I help them? Who do I know that I can introduce them to, to provide them some value uh, to thank them? They're not expecting it. They're not asking for it. They're not requiring it. But 
I feel obligated to help as I can. And if I can introduce them to someone who I think would be valuable, someone who might hire them, someone who could uh, team up with them, someone who could offer them something, then I'm perfectly happy and very gratified to do so. And that is how networking works. So for you who does not have that connection, doesn't have that network, you may be thinking, well, who can I talk to? Who can help me? Who can I talk to and get me started? I don't have friends who are successful in those ways. I don't have friends who inspire me. I am surrounded by a bunch of people with no ambition who are trying to pull me back down with them so they feel better by comparison. Who can I possibly talk to? Well, I have one lead for you. Just one. So I know this guy. He really likes connecting people. He really likes helping people. Actually, he's been helping people for since high school, like 25 years. He loves it so much that when he had the opportunity, he worked on turning that into a business, refining his skills so he could really help people in a big way. You may have heard of him. His name is Michael Whitehouse. He is me. I got into this business to help people. I hope to also make money in it. I don't care if I do. I had a revelation back in December that if... I end up driving Uber, DoorDash, whatever, for the rest of my life. But I can use my skills through the podcast, through the groups, through coaching, through whatever, to help people and make their lives better. And I can never figure out how to get paid for it. I'm okay with that. That would be a win. Because I'm living a good life. Now, if we get to the point where that is clearly the way it's going to be, I'm going to stop putting as much time into all this, like, marketing and stuff. And I'll just be a full-time gig driver and spend the rest of my time helping people. Uh, so currently my schedule's so full because I'm trying to build the business, which I hope to do. But if I can't, I, I'm sure I can because I'm getting amazing advice from all these tremendous people uh, from SAL and so many other places. And that's Strategic Alliance Live. Remember that name because in a few months I'm going to be sharing around the link to sign up for it because you need to be there. You need to be there. Um, but you know, if if I don't, that's okay. And if I do, that's even better. What's that mean for you is I want to talk to you. I want to, I want to hear your story. I want to hear your challenges. Now, does it mean that we'll talk, you know, an hour a week for free? No, nah, probably not. Maybe. Probably not. But can we talk once? Can I introduce you to two or three or four people who will also give you an hour and give you another nugget? And then they'll introduce you to two or three people who will give you another hour and another nugget? Yeah. I can get you started. And that's all I've been doing for the last few weeks. That's all I've been doing for the last few months. But the real value has been the last few weeks after SAL, meeting with these tremendous, amazing, successful people, and each of them for half an hour to an hour. And each one, each one has taught me one thing. And my program and my offerings and my strategy get a little bit better each time. So it started with this kind of nebulous, oh, I do like uh, coaching or something for some people or something. And then it got a little better, and I tweaked my pricing model a little bit, and I tweaked the way I was approaching email a little bit, and I tweaked the way I was entitling it a little bit, and I improved it a little bit because I knew, well, I knew I wasn't getting results first off, but I knew I was doing something wrong, and I need to be open to those changes. I had an idea for what I wanted the third season of my podcast to be. And then I spoke to Phil Palooka, who is an absolute genius at monetizing podcasts, and he says, you should do it this other way. And my first reaction was, but I want to do it my way. And then I immediately stepped on that and said, one of the two of us has made money podcasting. It's not me. 
I should do it his way. He probably knows more than I do. And so I'm going to be adjusting the format slightly in order to provide more value and more service. And it's not simply a matter of me making more money. It's a matter of providing more value to you. In And by the way, it's not this podcast. This podcast isn't changing. It's the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast, my interview podcast. And a quick shout out, by the way, I am looking for businesses that are in the early stage, not very startup, but not super successful in the mid range, six to six months to two years, roughly it could be three years, could be four years. Um, you're, you're bringing in some revenues, you're making some progress, but you're not quite where you want to be completely. I want to interview, interview you on the podcast because that's what's, that's, that's what Phil suggested, uh, and I'd love to have you on and sh- have you share your story and your learnings, because that's what I'm doing here, and I'm making a lot of mistakes, and I want to share them with you so you can avoid making them, and if you're at that place too, I want you to come on that podcast, on the Guy Knows Guy podcast, and share your story and your mistakes so people can learn from you too. So if you're interested in that, email me, michael at guywhonowsaguy.com. But it's about... Being humble and admitting I could be wrong and possibly need to turn around. And even if I just turned in this direction, I still might need to turn around and still might need to make adjustments. And it means occasionally I discover I am doing something right. And thank God I can stick with it. This podcast is one of them. It's getting the results it should be. It's growing. It's great. Uh, I can't leverage it too much with most of the strategies, which is why I'm doing the other one. Because um, the connections you make in an interview podcast are hugely valuable. But this podcast, I'm actually doing the right things and don't need to change the format. It's so cool to have something that's working. It's awesome. Um, but everything else is not working. It's not doing what it needs to do. You can't, I can't be romantic about it. I have to accept it could be wrong and might need to be pitched right out the window or changed dramatically because this is about getting results. This isn't a hobby. It's not something I'm doing for fun. Well, this podcast probably is and it's one of the things working best. But other than that, this isn't a hobby. It's not something I'm doing for fun. It's something I'm doing for results. I'm doing it to help people. I'm doing it to make money. And those go together. It's not it's not two sides of, you know, opposing things. Those go together, two sides of the same coin. If I'm not making money, I don't have time. I'm limited how many people I can help without money. With more money, first off, I can stop having to go work for money because the money comes directly from the programs. Second, I have more resources. I could hire someone to edit videos for me. I could hire someone to create courses for me. I could hire someone to create programs. I could hire someone to do admin work. And I could do spend more time doing things that actually help people. And then I can help more people. So, this has gone long because I've talked about a lot of good things. It's been a very exciting, interesting week. And I'm, I'm not sorry for this being a long podcast because I think you might have learned something. Uh, I want to share a couple things I got coming up that might be of interest to you. First, on J- July 1st, 7 p.m., I am doing a free workshop on how to avoid shiny objects. Um, and that theme, I want to credit to David Bear, talking to him. Uh, he, he helped me out. Again, one of those fantastic, successful, awesome people. He's going to be in my other podcast soon. Um, he helped me focus in on what are we doing? We're helping people avoid shiny objects. Go to class.guywhonowsaguy.com. If you're listening to this after July 1st, still go to class.guywhonowsaguy.com because that will always link to whatever I'm doing next. My next free workshop will be at class.guywhonowsaguy.com. 
Com. So check that out. Uh, second, if you would like to work with me one-on-one, you may be interested in that. I'm doing something special uh, because I've been talking to a lot of people and learning a lot of things, and I'm kind of now trying to incorporate all those things in there. So the program I'm doing right now is the full program, but because the first couple of clients are going to be sort of, you know, guinea pigs helping me build it together, I'll be getting your feedback to improve it. It's still going to be good. I'm already good. I know that. Uh, You know that because you've been listening to me for 28 minutes. You know I've got something to help you with. But there's a couple tweaks to it, programs, strategies, techniques, modalities, whatever, that might work, might not. And so because of that, I'm cutting the price in half. So if you're interested in learning more about that, email me, michael at guyknowsaguy.com, and uh, we can talk about about that. Now, some some people who I talk to, they hear about the, the pricing, they say, oh, that sounds good, but I can't really do it. And usually it's because they need the coaching for non-business purposes, right? If you're doing this for business, then my prices are actually pretty low compared to the value I can get you. But if it's because of relationship issues or mindset challenges or getting out of a bad situation, whatever, you might not have the money. So I'm going to be creating a pay-it-forward coaching group. It is a coaching group. It's going to be the same coaching group as my paid coaching group, except it's not for business owners. Uh, it is it is for people who cannot directly monetize it, and so they might not be able to afford it immediately. And the condition of that, you have to do two things. You have to commit that you are working on one specific thing and is your primary life objective, and that's what we're working on, and that you're going to commit to put in the work for it And two, you have to commit to pay it forward in some way. And we'll discuss what that way might be. But you have to somehow pay it forward to the universe. Because I have gotten probably $100,000 of free coaching over the last few weeks. So your tab is paid. I now need to pay it forward and help you. So I'm doing this pay it forward coaching group. And so if you're interested in that, let's get on a call. We'll We'll talk about what your key thing is that you're really working on and also how you can pay it forward into the universe um, and find ways to do that. And finally, I am also launching a Success Champions Mastermind here in Connecticut. Uh, Donnie Boyven runs that, the Success Champions program, team, whatever it's called. Um, he's amazing. I've listened to his podcast, uh, Growth Growth Mode, I think it is. Uh, he's got two podcasts, actually, Donnie Boyvin, B-O-I-V-I-N, I think. Uh, and if not, uh, it'll be in the, the show notes if I get around to putting in there. Um, but uh, we got that going in Connecticut. If you're interested in that, again, reach out to me. Um, it is tentatively, we're waiting for approval, we're going to call it the Business Badasses. Because I think that name kind of divides the audience. If you listen, if you hear Business Badasses, you're like, ah, I don't know, that, that kind of name. Well, that's not really who we want in it. If you hear Business Badasses, you're like, yeah, I'm a business badass. I want to be in there. Then we might want you. So reach out to me, Michael, at guywhoknowsaguy.com. So a bunch of stuff there, a bunch of things happening, a lot of exciting stuff. Um, and keep an eye out for the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast, guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. That is coming soon. We actually uh, I just put out um, an episode with uh, Derek Paquet. It was a, sort of an interview that lined itself up. He reached out to me, or his marketing team reached out to me. Uh, really interesting guy, Chexology. They do um, 21st century solutions to, to Cochex. Um, another one of those things that's been 
dramatically improved by technology. Really cool stuff they're doing. Uh, and and I, I love the interview because halfway through it, he said, you know, Michael, I'm really excited to be on your interview because I actually have a few questions for you as the guy who knows a guy about my business. So so could I, uh, you know, hawk you some for some free coaching while I'm on your show? And I was like, uh, yeah, okay, sure. Let's do that. So definitely check that out. Guyknowsaguy.com slash podcast. If you like the sound of my voice or the things I share with you, you'll find it there. Well, as always, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, and I hope you found some value in this one. I would love to hear your feedback on this or any of the other things that we talked about. Michael at guywhoknowsaguy.com. Again, Michael at guywhoknowsaguy.com. I will see you tomorrow for some more high-energy morning motivation. Thank you so much. I am really excited about The Great Discovery. If you haven't heard about it yet, The Great Discovery is a new kind of e-learning platform. What sets it apart is an affiliate system where every teacher and every learner is incentivized to promote any content. Add to that an AI-driven marketing funnel creation system, a robust community, and AI technology that will translate your voice in over 20 languages with a push of a button. Seriously, you should see the video of me speaking German. For more information, visit morningmotivation.fun TGD or hit the link in the show notes.